watched oh, sorry, have you guys watched the part one of the uh Dark Side of the Ring yet? Yeah, I watched it. I watched, I watched most of it. I think I have like ten minutes to finish and I kinda don't even want to I kinda don't even want to watch the rest of it, honestly. I haven't seen it. I watched it. I don't think I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Have to watch yeah, it. I don't I don't I don't think I'm gonna watch the second part. You have to watch it. You have to. But we'll, we'll talk about it. we'll talk about know. that. Oh what? Oh, Dark Side of the Ring came back this week. Oh Jesus. Yeah, get your beer I ready for watch it. Oh, Jason hasn't watched it yet. So it's um part one of their first ever two part episodes or two parters. It's on YouTube. Next week it'll be on Vice, but I'm pretty sure you can find it on YouTube afterwards. Uh, their first story this season was about Chris Law. Mm-hmm. And you know how we've said before, this show just like loves punching you right in the emotional gut. Like, you know. It did. Oh, I felt horrible after watching it. Like, poor fucking Chavo. Just, oh my god. I did not know that Chavo was there with Eddie like that. So I did. Find, finding that out, that broke my heart. And it, it, and Chavo was in tears, so that didn't make it any better. And then to find out that Benoit was just, he was just broken. He never was put back together again after that. And not to mention the fact that he had the concussion stuff, which I hope that they cover in the second half because they didn't really talk about that stuff in the first half. They more so focused on how he got to Nancy and then how his son, Daniel, I think his name is, was born. And then they focused on Eddie Guerrero's death and how it affected him. And it, it it was bad. I need to watch it. I think I I, I think I'll I'll do that tonight. Although I don't really want to be in like a sad mood and just like, but I've watched I've watched them and they're not that happy in like no. anyway. So like I think just really sucks is that. You know, they're, I mean, they were like, man, like, and I, I don't want to give too much away because you haven't watched it yet, but like seeing yeah. Vicky break, Vicky broke down and. Oh, bitch ass. The fuck? Oh, no. She be on some trash. We, we know, we know, but it's like. In this case, she, she did deserve some sympathy. Yeah. I, 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 so she should her, know better. I, yeah, but oh, in fuck? this case, I'm sorry. I mean, he got yeah. a husband who's, who's, I just out on drugs. So she should know OD'ing. better. This man's OD. Last time he OD, she left him there. She just was like, she I can't do If you're going to take him, take him now. Mm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, goddamn, like, and that was when he decided to straighten himself out. 
But by then, he had done so much damage. He knew he wasn't going to be here long. Well, his was Benoit. And that's sad, though. That's sad. Like, when you know that, or sense it, or feel it. The thing that really fucked me up is that Eddie Guerrero is close to my age now when he passed away. And just think like being gone from my kid and my husband like at this age I couldn't imagine it and you know they I and you're and and not to cut you off but to just kind of ease your mind a little bit Eddie had demons that you don't necessarily have so there were other forces at work with him that aren't necessarily at work with you. So even though you have your struggles, I don't mean to diminish your struggles. But it's just it's something to think about, though. Because you see guys who who did the same amount of drugs and shit that, that Eddie did, and they're still here. So why did we lose Eddie Guerrero, but we still have some of these other assholes walking around? I know well, that every, every, everything has a purpose. And everything, I ask that question every day. Like, why is that's why Michael Jackson dead, but all these other people are alive? Yeah. I ask yeah. that question every day. And the simplest explanation is it was just their time. Regardless of how they left, when they left, you cannot rationalize it by, well, he's here. Why isn't he here? Yeah. Because it's never going to make sense. It's not going to make sense. But that, that's what I'm saying. You can't say, well, I'm his age. I could just as easily be gone. You could have easily been gone years ago mm-hmm. or today. It's not about that per, per se because the forces that were in his life are not in yours. Yeah. So those, that, that's a totally different thing. That's the, I don't like doing because then that puts you in the state of, well, you fear death, so then you'll start to wonder when it will come. And you can't do that, because then you'll be living your life waiting for the day. And that in itself is scary. So Eddie Guerrero, if you look at it, he died doing what he loved. He was wrestling, and that's what he loved. That's what he craved. That's what he enjoyed. He damn near took himself out of here doing it. Mm-hmm. So he died doing what he loved. He did it. He did what he knew how to do and what he loved to do. And that was his legacy and what he left behind is untouchable. So unfortunately, yes, he's gone. And that hurt. It scarred a lot of people, including his children and his wife. But it it doesn't define his entire legacy and what he's done. And also, you can't gauge your life by his simply because y'all are the same age. It, it just, it's not going to equal out. The, the weights don't equal out. Well, it's, it's not what I mean by that. It's just that, like, you know, I, I don't know. It, it just kind of hits me when I hear, like, someone who I looked up to. Because when, like, Eddie, when, he, when you think about that, you're, like, when I was in my, like, early 20s, it seemed so, you know, like that that was old to me you know I know that sounds really fucked up but I'm like 
late thirties, that's fucking old. And now I'm in my middle thirties and I'm like, Oh Jesus fucking Christ, you know? Right. You know, and the, and with Benoit, his, his, um, his family donated his brain to science. And when they looked at it and they did the studies on it and shit, they came back and said that Benoit was what, like in his forties, something like that. Like about the we we lost them both at a really young age. Um, that he had the brain of a seventy-year-old dementia patient, which is why I I, I know it's going to sound bad, but I just want to try to hear me out. That is why I say, even though he committed such atrocities, it wasn't him. No. Because he wasn't there anymore. He just was not there. And there were red flags. I'm still very confused as to why no one took him to a psychiatrist to get him any help. I'm or maybe they tried to. Like, they that's never something said that... that in that documentary, he was going to Eddie Guerrero's house. He was not to tell you everything, but it, the context is why I said what I said. He was going to Vicky's house, and he would go in the workroom. Eddie had a workroom, a workout room, and he would go in there and cry. Or he would go inside Vicky's bedroom where Eddie would sleep, and he would grab his pillow, and he would cry. Yeah. It's not right. Weeks are passing, months are passing, and you're going to work. You're putting on a face at work. You're very distant at work. People at your job recognize you're being distant. You're not, um, you know, socializing. You're not even at the level you were at before he passed. Now he's gone. It's even more distant, and you're going yeah. home, and you're crying. You're still yeah. crying. And I'm not saying he has to get over it, but there has to be a point you have to make your peace with this and you have to move forward he's not doing that he's wallowing in the grief right and, and that's why around him is like hey you're not getting over this maybe we need to find some other way to help you because we can't just tell you to get up you know you got to get up you got to move that doesn't work for you so we need yeah. to do something else nobody did that i'm not blaming anybody but I'm saying nobody saw that there was there needed to be another outside force to help him. No, he because because just... like they they interviewed um Nancy's sister, and I think it's real cool that um in the in the thing she's actually wearing a pair of, of earrings of Nancy's, and she goes Nancy would always want to look nice on TV, and I'm like you kept your sister's earrings like damn dude like. Like first five minutes in, um, you know he he got you know her her and and Vicky and a few other people they talked to. I think Chavo was one of them too. They're like he he started getting like super paranoid. He would like go to the gym, but then he would drive like the like instead of like the five minutes it took to the gym, he would drive like an hour and a half away from it because he was like convinced people were following him and all that shit. And I'm like. If you, that's when they should have said, oh, you, you, we're taking you somewhere. Like, they shouldn't have yep. been like, oh, you do. if you have someone that's starting to experience paranoia, 
you can Baker Act their ass. If you think that they're going to be a threat to themselves and others, you have the right to fucking 5150 them. You, like, I just... Just take them somewhere. Just, I, if they attempted it, then I wouldn't say anything, but nobody said that they did that. No. Nobody. Because his wife Nancy was trying to get Vicky together, which I understood because Vicky was falling apart. So I didn't question that. But my thing is, once you see that, you know, Benoit is not responding or reacting with normal grief, this was something else. And we're, we're going to a point where there was no chance of recovery. And then he's acting out of character. This is weird. It's odd behavior. Those are major, major red flags. It's something should have been said or done, and it was just you ignored them. Unfortunately, it takes a tragedy for things to change. And I think with his, with his concussion thing is why... WWE takes that too seriously now, and why they are very cautious about. Uh, they are, are very particular about drug testing and all these things. It takes one thing for people to change, and I just think. I guess I would have to watch it, but I just think. He, I just, I don't think that he was just left to bend for himself. And I think when someone is either, when someone is depressed, it's like for them to want to get better, it has to be on that person. They have to want it. Well, they, they say it in the show that right after this is where I think a lot of people kind of start putting, I mean, like you can throw, you, you can throw blame at every direction, but I think a lot of people, and they say this too, um, right after Eddie's funeral, Chris had to go with the WWE on a European tour. And a lot of people are like, like this should have been where, you know, he should have stayed home. He should have just maybe thought about retiring that, you know, you, you had, you had Nancy, you had Daniel, you know, they were, you, he, they shouldn't have made him. If they saw how distraught he was, they should have never made him go or they should have seen it on the tour and sent his ass home and said, you need help. Cause that is, that, and it's not even, even if there was anything, if you are with someone at work who just went through a tragedy like that, and you see them totally not like yourself, because I know some people are like, when something happens, they need they need that distraction. Ben Eddie was like a brother to Chris. Yeah. And you know, they went through so much, and. God, this show makes you fucking cry, dude. Um, and it just breaks my heart because, you know, I think people have moved. I don't want to say they've moved on, 
but I think now that wounds are starting to heal and people are understanding that Benoit was not in the right mind frame. But it just, it sucks that he was one of the best technical wrestlers out there. He he wasn't for the flashy gimmicks. He, he went out there, he did good. You know, he was one of the greats. And now he... He's gonna. He's tarnished because of this, and it sucks. And I'm not trying to sound selfish or anything, because at the same time, I know he did a horrible, horrible thing. And you know, we lost Nancy and we lost Daniel, and you know, it's just. And it's. I've said it before, but it's still really hard for me to, to watch Benoit matches. Um, ECW One Night Stand 2005. And him and Eddie wrestle. To me, it's just a really fucking hard match to sit through. And then, like, the end of WrestleMania 20, when Benoit wins, when, you know, it was a three way between him, Sean, and Hunter. And Eddie comes out, let's have the title, all the families in the ring, and Daniel was like three, and Chris bends down up and I'm just like I can't you think I would enjoy it but I can't watch Wrestlemania 20 because of that you know what happens and it's just it just fucking hurts it's been how long and it still fucking hurts It was just a lot. I don't sound like the guy that says it's still real to me, damn it. (laughs) It's a heavy, heavy heavy topic. It's hard. It's hard hard to talk about. On one hand, you're like, then why murdered his family? He killed them. And then he killed his self. And like, how do you process that? And then on the other hand, you know, like, the man was overcome with grief and he was already mentally unprepared for that. And that just broke him. I think think that's the battle for me, though. I, I just feel like so grief immense grief it causes you to kill your family no that's what and it wasn't just the grief it was compounding you got like okay so when you think about a person who has cte so who's the who's the guy junior say out right the football player babe okay so junior say out had cte issues and he was having, I remember him saying he said that he was seeing things and he had paranoia. He would, um, he had weird conversations with people and it got so bad that he ended up killing himself. His dying wish was to have his brain donated to science so that they could figure out why he had the issues that he had secretly. 
And his brain was very similar to the way Benoit's was. It was not functioning at full capacity from being hit so many times. It was basically mush. He was not able to compute normal actions thoroughly. So his reaction to something would be different simply because his brain is not functioning properly due to being hit. It's like, how can I explain it? You know how like sometimes your TV goes out and it's constantly flipping and you're hitting it yeah. on the side to get it to come back in, right? So you're 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 like smacking that TV and it's it's not coming in and then it blips out. It comes back in this plan. And then a couple of days later it starts to glitch out again. And you're like, damn it, like what the fuck is going on? And you go inside and like a motherboard is completely loose in your TV. And you're like, well, what the fuck? Like, I, how was I supposed to know that this is happening? It's the very same thing that happens to their brain. It's the only way I could think of to explain it so you would understand. He was not there at all. He was functioning, true enough, but you can only take so much when you don't have the capacity to be able to process what you are, what's affecting you. He could not process it. He didn't have it. He wasn't even there to process what was happening to him. So then the person who was keeping him sane, I guess you could say, is his lightning rod. He dies. He has no way to process the grief. He doesn't understand how to do that. So he literally snapped. It is like a light switch turned off and when I say he was not there I literally mean that he was not the same person that he was when he started wrestling and he was not the same person that killed his family because you're going to hear it when you watch the show everybody that's around him or that was friends with him is saying hey this isn't the same guy that I knew that I that I knew he loved his wife he loved his kids he wouldn't have hurt them you don't just wake up and turn into a fucking killer one day. Something is happening to you. He is not processing what's happening to him because he can't. CPE works differently in different people. And for him, he didn't have any way of processing what was happening to him. His brain wasn't there. You're talking about a man, a 70-plus-year-old man with dementia brain. I just want to ask y'all this and y'all might think this is in bad taste but when you guys heard about this um, did you really believe it because I I know the conspiracy theories were were flying around because I I just remember saying nah he he couldn't have done that there's no fucking way like you know uh, I, I thought for the longest time, like, I refused to believe that this was the same guy. I'm like, someone broke into his house and made it look like this. Like, that was that was the only thing I could accept for, like, the longest fucking time. And I know that sounds so stupid, but like, that's how I was. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, someone did this to him. Then Walk couldn't do this to his family. Couldn't. No, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. I thought somebody broke into his house and killed his family, too. But they got evidence to prove that he did that to himself and his family. 
I just, I just, I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know. I just, it, it's, I guess, I guess I, I, I guess I would just have to watch it because I, yeah. I just feel, I feel, feel very conflicted about it. And I felt, and I, I felt, I felt weird about it then. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I think I could understand it better if he if he had a history of violence against women and he was like abusing his wife. You know what I mean? Like I can I I wouldn't say I would be like okay yeah that makes a lot of sense. Like no I'm not that stupid but I I would say okay this is a lead up because you know everybody says if you don't get out when you can then that spouse is gonna kill you if you let them like they're gonna kill you and I've seen it you know you, you watch all the shows you see the stories where spousal abuse can lead to someone being murdered even the children because that's the ultimate act of control for them yeah. but they don't say that they're not saying that he was abusive to her or in any way shape or form at least they haven't said that yet unless they cover that in the second half but I don't think that's the case I think that had that was even close. I genuinely believe that he he needed help and he wasn't getting the help and nobody recognized the signs. And I'm going to be honest, even though you're grieving and you're depressed, you're not always at mental capacity to get help for yourself. So yeah. when Sometimes you're depending on someone around you to help you. And I know it sounds a little like, okay, I'm supposed to be responsible for you. I don't mean it in that way. I mean, it's unfortunate that nobody, that at least they haven't said it yet. So I'll put it that way. So it doesn't sound like I'm predicting what happened. You know what I'm saying? It, the first half of the show came across like everybody was grieving and because of that grief nobody recognized the signs that were happening with Benoit and at that time the CTE stuff hadn't wasn't prevalent like it is now it wasn't as a protected conversation like it is now so all of that factors into each other the monster that killed his family was not the same man that loved his family. And that's the only way that I can rationalize it because I recognize that there just isn't a way that a man could love his son and love his wife and then turn on a time and just kill him out of nowhere without something causing it. It, to me, that just it just doesn't make any sense. I I'm like Dark to the Ring. I'm I'm really glad this is a show because they 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 are they don't. I mean, they pull no punches. They pull no apologies. Like they're gonna tell you the story straight up. Like uh, 
you know, like this season, like last season, you know, they did Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. They did Gorgeous George. They did um, the Montreal Screwjob. Like they, they did all good. And then like this season, you know, they're like, let's just let's do this one first. And then what are also doing this season? Like um, the Road Warriors. Yeah. Um, that's another one. Oh, Jimmy Snooker. It's one of the heaviest stories they got to cover. This by far is the heaviest one. And yeah. I was like, they putting this one out first. And I was like, you know what? It's, I think this was a very good idea. Because if we had to wait until the last episode to watch this one. But it took I me think out. It would have been rough. But if you. I have to watch it. Yeah, I yeah. If you everyone should get the chance to watch it. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about it, so I, I I don't, too. I'm not sure if I want to watch the second episode. Like I am, I do understand. Obviously, he wasn't in his right mind, and I just, wasn't a lot of listens. I just can't separate that, and I just can't. I can't either. And that's it's just thing. too I, unforgivable I, I, for me. I just don't understand the killing of his wife and son part. I, that part I don't, that, I don't want you to understand. That, I don't. I, that, I just don't get it. So, it's, like, I don't I, understand that. I've worked with dementia patients and Alzheimer's patients, okay? And it's like some of them, they, they the Alzheimer's, you tend to forget shit um or you forget people and you know you will think of like anything else but it, it's really now with dementia you can start seeing shit so even if like i come into a dementia patient's room and one day they see me as how i look the next time they see me it could be 20 minutes later i could look like a fucking cthulhu monster to them and it's their brain basically but like Tiff said, their brain is flickering and there's no control over stopping it and letting their brain focus and let it think. And for all we know, something with Benoit just, I mean, just flipped. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I know I, my grandma, my great grandmother had dementia. Um, she was a fiery old woman. Like, she played no games with no one, but as the disease started to take over, she would be outside, and she liked to go in the garage and sit in the garage and um, do her um, word search puzzles. So she would just sit out there, and I would be over there sometimes, and she would, as dementia started to take over, she would mistake people from people from her past. So people would live in the neighborhood. She would go out there and she would call them a name and give them money. Or she would walk up to them and call them somebody from her past and, you know, try to bring them in the house and see them and that kind of stuff. And it got to the point where my grandmother had to put her in a nursing home. And then uh, maybe three, four years later, she went home to glory. A dementia will develop differently in everybody. Not everybody has it the same. 
not everybody experiences the same. So I understand it. Do I condone it? No. Am I saying that we should be more sympathetic for him and we should just, you know, let it be? No, because he committed an act that I myself cannot forgive. So I, I'm not asking you to be understanding or to just sit there and be like, oh, well, you know, he wasn't there, so that absolves him of his actions. Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm trying to help you so that you can see it from a different perspective as just branding him as the murderer and just leave it at that because that's it's not fair. And I know that seems like I'm trying to give him his, oh, well, he needs to have some compassion. No, we're not. You're no, not. I mean it like in terms of so you can understand how he went from being a loving father, a hardworking man, and a loving husband to just turning a dime and killing his wife and his son. Because you'll never know why he did what he did. You'll never know why he did that. You know, but you can, you can at least get some understanding of how it came to that point. Like, it could be, because they say it in the episode, like, wherever they went, like, I think it was Chavo or Jericho or one of them was saying that, like, you know, Chris could see Eddie, he could hear Eddie, and at first they're just like, you know, he's like, what is that noise? Anybody hear that? No one should have just put that off as grieving. No, no, I know, but, like, for all we know, because, you know, if he had sundowners, because dementia patients can have that too, I'm not trying to prove him innocent of anything. What he did was a tragedy, and, you know, yeah, I just sat here and said he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Like, what is that noise? Anybody it's probably somebody's mic laying up against them, and they're moving. Oh, so. I'm not trying to say, you know, this happened or reason why he started or whatever. But, you know, for all we know, he had fucking sundowners because dementia patients can have that where they don't sleep. Because they, they don't sleep. Like, we had one patient at the hospital had dementia, and they were awake for three days straight. Because they, they just, and they would go nuts when the sun would go down. It was crazy. For all we fucking know, he, you know, in the middle of dealing with this with his brain and in grieving, he saw a vision of Eddie, and Eddie's like, it's time, Chris. And for all we know, fucking, that's what's what broke him. Because maybe in his head, he's like, oh, we all need to be with Eddie. I'm not trying to, to do this, but I'm trying to figure out, like, how that could have fucking happened. I just that's, uh, that's you trying to trying to understand. Trying I to get just some clarity. I, it's, I know it's this sounds one, really... it's one thing to want to harm yourself, and that's terrible. But then to place that harm onto other people, I think that's where I have a hard time trying to understand and even trying to sympathize like that's the hard part that you won't ever be able to do you're not going to be able to sympathize with that because you're in your right mind you're not going to go out and kill everybody that you love that's not going to happen doesn't matter what they've done to you you naturally are not going to do that that's what i'm saying 
naturally, he wouldn't have done it either. It's, it's uh, my thing about it. I, I don't necessarily really want to understand more about it because I just can't get past it. Mm-hmm. I just and I don't want to necessarily either. Because I don't think it's, I don't know. I just don't, I understand, obviously, and knowing that he obviously wasn't in his right mind and there was stuff going on, but I don't, like, I don't need to get farther past that. Like, I don't want to overly, and this sounds really messed up, I don't want to sympathize. And that's why I feel like I sound really mean when people are talking about how, like, David really wants to start wrestling which I take that as a grain of salt, and but like WWE doesn't want to like use him, doesn't want to use him because he looks so much like Benoit, and it's like, well, I wouldn't either. Me either. Yeah. Like, wh- yeah. like, why in your right mind would you want to use someone who is the son of a man who could? This was like the steroid scandal. This could have like really hurt the company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it's also kind of also the thing is like David has been like, yeah, he said he wants to wrestle, but he's never like made the proper steps to like actually like learn and like really start hardcore like training and stuff. Like he'll like just skulk around like backstage and stuff. So like he says he wanted to do it, but then he's not doing the stuff to like actually like push through and like train and say like no this is something that I really want to do so that's why attitude shit too because wasn't he like at both AEW and WWE like backstage and like they basically told him you have to go because like you're pissing people Mm -hmm. but memory serves me right as far as David is concerned, I, I I can't I can't I I don't get a good read on David. And David's I, his I, what bigger son? Yes, older son. Okay, okay. David's from his first Okay. Yeah, I feel like with David, he if he truly wanted to wrestle, I agree with Nicole. The craft would be his focus and not necessarily his dad's name. Um, I, if I was David, I wouldn't want to be a wrestler. No. Um, simply because I would feel like if my dad hadn't been wrestling, he'd still be here. My brother would still be here and his stepmom, Matthew, would still be there. Um, I just, with him, I don't get the read of, I want to be a wrestler. I get the read of, my dad was one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. That's my family legacy. That's that's kind of what I get. And I could be wrong, but I don't think that I am. So as far as David is concerned, eh. I mean, if AEW wants to use him, that's on them. But I think that would be detrimental to their company to have him come in and wrestle. And unfortunately, in this case, the sins of the father are just too great to just ignore so, See, unless he wrestles with a mask on his face, under a different name, he's not going to get far. 
I don't and see. He, I, I don't see. Da- I, I, I gotta agree with you on this tip. I don't see David as a wrestler because if he wanted to prove himself, you would see him like doing more. Like I, I haven't seen a whole lot of his indies, like any indie matches or anything like that. And it's like he, he wants to. This is probably gonna sound very bad taste. But I do apologize if this offends anybody, but it seems like all he wants to do is is coast off his dad's name. Wow. Like. Okay. So, just so I, we can kind of move on a little bit from this, just so we're not taking too much. But obviously, um, if anyone hasn't watched this newest episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Even if you're someone like me, um, which I'm probably not going to finish the episode or the or the second one, um, just to get some perspective of the impact that it had within not only WWE in general, but the basically wrestling as a whole, and not only just wrestling, but sports and dealing with um, CTE and stuff, I think you should watch it, but... Um, Again, it's not for everyone. It's not for me, so I don't think I'm going to continue to watch it. But um, moving on from that, 